Well, good evening. Good to see all of you out tonight. I'm glad that you're here with us. I went ahead and did the first song to make sure that, that if we went over, it was actually my fault and I didn't just get blamed for it. But I don't plan on going over, so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that helps too. <laughs> I'm sure Brother Hughes' attitude is what difference does it make if I'm on time? Alright, well, our lesson tonight is a continuation of our series, Life and Times of Solomon, is the lesson for tonight. Solomon, King of Israel. And so we're going to look at uh, several of the verses in 1 Kings, especially, that tell about Solomon, about his reign, and some of the lessons that we can learn from Solomon. I want to begin in 1 Kings chapter 2. We've already read in our scripture reading about how Solomon was anointed king. We uh, read previous to that that Adonijah presumed himself to be king. And so Bathsheba comes to David and, and said, hey, you know, didn't you say Solomon was going to be the king? And so David made a proclamation and, and they anointed Solomon king. Adonijah fears, and so Solomon reassures him that as long as he is, is, doesn't do any evil, as long as he refrains from doing anything wrong, that he will live. However, we read that something otherwise happens to him. But in 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 10 through 12, it says this, So David rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. The period that David reigned over Israel was forty years. Seven years he reigned in Hebron. And in Jerusalem he reigned thirty-three years. Then Solomon sat on the throne of his father David. And his kingdom was firmly established. After this, Adonijah, who presumed himself to be king, was executed. He asked for Abishag to be his wife. And, and Solomon said basically, well, well, why would you ask for her? And because of the wrong we see that he was executed. Solomon, as we read, was a wise king. He was wise because he asked for wisdom. Something that we should all seek in our own lives is wisdom. So we see something very good, a good example as far as Solomon is, is concerned in the, in the beginning of his reign. He sought wisdom. Beginning in 1 Kings chapter 3, and verse 1, we read this. 1 Kings 3, verse 1. Now Solomon made a treaty with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and married Pharaoh's daughter. Then he brought her to the city of David until he had finished building his own house. And the house of the Lord, and the wall all around Jerusalem... Meanwhile, the people sacrificed at the high places because there was no house built for the name of the Lord until those days. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of his father David, except that he sacrificed and burned incense at the high places. Verse 4, Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. For that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon the Lord 
appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth and righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him. And you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David. But I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen. A great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people. That I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Verse 10. The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before you nor shall any like you arise after you and I have also given you what you have not asked both riches and honor so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days so if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandment as your father David walked then I will lengthen your day. Solomon realized the greatness of what was ahead of him. He realized the great responsibility that he was taking on in being the king. He felt unqualified. He felt as only a little child. And so he asked for God's guidance. And because he did not ask for riches and honor and glory and all of those things, God granted those blessings as well. And he promised them that if he would walk in his way, that if he would keep his statutes and his commandments, then he would lengthen his days. Keep that in mind as we go through this lesson. We see that Solomon was a wise king, just as God had told him that he would be. He granted him the wisdom that he had asked for. And we see evidence of that wisdom in the next few verses. In verses 16 through 27, we read of an incident that happened where his wisdom really showed. It's one that we are very familiar with. Even those who are not familiar with the Bible are familiar with this story. 
But in 1 Kings 3, verse 16, it says this, Now two women who were harlots came to the king and stood before him. And one woman said, O my Lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house, and I gave birth while she was in the house. Then it happened the third day, after I had given birth, that this woman also gave birth. And we were together. No one was with us in the house, except the two of us in the house. And this woman's son died in the night because she lay on him. So she arose in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your maidservant slept and laid her in her bosom, laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, there he was dead. But when I had examined him in the morning, indeed he was not my son whom I had born. Then the other woman said, No, but the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. first woman said, No, but the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. Verse 23, And the king said, One says, This is my son who lives, and your son is the dead one. And the other says, No, but your son is the dead one, and my son is the living one. And the king said, Bring me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two. Give half to one and half to the other. Then the woman whose son was living spoke to the king, for she yearned with compassion for her son. And she said, Oh my Lord, give her the living child and by no means kill him. But the other said, let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. Verse 27. So the king answered and said, Give the first woman the living child, and by no means kill him. She is his mother. He showed his wisdom. He knew that the mother with the living son would care for her son so greatly that she would want to spare his life no matter what. That's what a mother does. And so he judged rightly. And the child was given back to his mother. We have a description that is given of Solomon's wisdom in 1 Kings chapter 4, verses 29 through 34. 1 Kings 4, verse 29. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and, the, and largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt, for he was wiser than all men. Then Ethan the Ezrahite and Heman, Chalcol, and Darda, the sons of Mahal, and his fame was in all the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs. And his songs were 1,005. Also he spoke of trees. From the cedar tree of Lebanon. Even to the hyssop that springs out of the wall. He spoke also of animals. 
of birds, of creeping things, and of fish. And men of all nations, from all the kings of the earth, who had heard of his wisdom, came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. The books of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are believed to be written by Solomon. God also granted him the riches and wealth that he had not asked for. One of his greatest achievements during his reign was the building of the temple of God that his father was not allowed to build. David had wished to build it. God would not allow him because of the blood on his hands. And so Solomon was able to build that temple. Solomon did many great things within his reign. But we also read that Solomon had a weakness. Influence. The influence of his wives in particular. Pick up in 1 Kings chapter 11 and verse 1. 1 Kings 11 and verse 1. But King Solomon loved many foreign women, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites, from the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, You shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. And he had 700 wives, princesses, 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it was so, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God, as was the heart of his father David. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians. And after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites, Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and did not fully follow the Lord, as did his father David. Then Solomon built a high place for Shamash, the abomination of Moab on the hill that is east of Jerusalem before Moleth the abomination of the people of Ammon and he did likewise for all his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods his wives turned his heart away from God And it says that his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God as was the heart of his father David. And we remember David. We remember the mistakes that he made. And, and yet he was seen as a man after God's own heart. Solomon's heart was not loyal as it should have been. In the next few verses, we read of the judgment against Solomon, beginning with verse 9 of chapter 11. So the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned from the Lord God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. 
and had commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods. But he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. Therefore the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this, and have not kept my, command, my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days for the sake of your father David. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away the, the whole kingdom. I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. We see that because Solomon was not loyal to God, that the kingdom would be taken from him. Not in his days, but in the days of his son. God granted mercy to him because of David. We read some of the, the Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. We, we believe that many of those were written after all of this happened. That later in life, maybe some of that wisdom came back. We don't know for sure. Maybe he realized his wrong and turned back to God. And What a commentary that would be if, if it were true. Solomon, we see, even as wise as he was, was turned away by the influence of others. Even the wisest heart can be turned away. As we read at the end of Solomon's reign, Verses 41 through 43 of chapter 11. It says, Now the rest of the acts of Solomon, all that he did, and his wisdom, are they not written in the book of the acts of Solomon? And the period that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was 40 years. And Solomon rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David, his father. And Rehoboam his son reigned in his place. I want to go back to the beginning of our lesson for a moment. I want to read the, the last couple of verses of the first passage. Verses 13 and 14 of 1 Kings chapter 3. It says, And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. In particular, pay attention to verse 14. So, if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. We read that his reign was 40 years. His reign was no longer than any other king. Did God lengthen his days? Because of what he did, because he did not keep the statutes and the commandments of God, his days were, I would say, average for the kings. 
Solomon suffered the consequences of his actions. He suffered the judgment that God proclaimed against him because he was not completely loyal to God. There may be times in our lives where we feel like we're on top of the world as far as Christianity is concerned. There may be times where we feel that, that we are at our best. That we are serving God just the way that, that He wants us to. We always have to beware because we always have an enemy that is after us who knows our weaknesses, who is willing to exploit them. We've talked about that many times. It's easy to be influenced by other people. It's easy to be influenced by spouses and friends or family members. I've heard of, of people that have been ridiculed and, and practically banished from their family because they became a Christian. We must remain strong, courageous. We must stand for God's will, for His Word, and do those things that please Him. We cannot be influenced by other people. As Solomon was influenced by the many wives that he had, we see that this was his weakness. Do you have a weakness? Do you have a weakness that Satan has used against you? We're told to be obedient in order to be Christians. And we must be obedient to the plan of salvation. And for those of us that have become Christians, we understand that that's not the end. Repentance, confession, and baptism is only the beginning of our service to God. We must remain faithful. We can begin right and end wrong if we're not careful. We need to be careful of the influences around us, whatever they may be. If you've not become a Christian, then we give you the opportunity to, to come and take care of that need in your life. But maybe it is that you've not remained faithful all of your life. Maybe your heart has not been loyal to God as it should be. And if your need is to come back to Him and to repent of something that you've done, ask for forgiveness from the church, something that has shamed the church that you've done, or to even ask for prayers, we always stand ready to assist you. The invitation is always open. If anyone is in need of responding tonight, then we give that invitation to you now. Let's see how we stand and as we sing.